6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Hey, thanks for joining me on this gorgeous Friday afternoon. Maybe you're listening in the car, on your smart speaker, or maybe on your computer at uh, ched.com. Sure, appreciate you tagging along. Um, we know that uh, Mental Health Month was May, was last month, but I'm afraid it might have been overshadowed by that that uh, Oilers run. Having said that, the Oilers run during May, I think, uh, probably improved some people's well-being, put a smile on their face, but we know there are still a lot of challenges when it comes to mental health. Our next guest has been sharing his firsthand experience with the public for years now, shedding light, opening eyes, and hopefully minds on mental illness and more. Leif Grigerson joins us once again this afternoon. Hi, Leif. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Jalen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to talk with you again. Um, you know, what? one of the things that... Um, that I really appreciate about you and what you've been doing is that you have been writing so much. You've written numerous mm-hmm. books. You write um, numerous articles about your experience uh, with your mental health um, challenges over the years. And what I think that does, you know, the more light we shine on things and the more that we can um, help people understand maybe a little bit more what's going on, I think it's reducing stigma. Leaf, why do you share your very private experiences so publicly? Um, well, first of all, because most of the experiences, uh, at least the negative ones that I, I would normally might be uh, reluctant to share, uh, most of those were really beyond my control. It was it was an illness uh, that had sort of taken me over, uh, given me false ideas, false sensory input, paranoia, different things, and, and made me do some things that I regret. Um, one of the big reasons that I want to share them is is sort of to uh, make up for maybe some of the things, you know, I want to own what I did, um, and I also want, want to sort of make up for them. But I think in the end, um, I kind of feel really blessed in a way to have this disability uh, because it, it gives me uh, the chance to uh, share and to help others who might be going through the same thing. And um, I can work with them, you know, one-on-one like I do in my classes, or mm-hmm. I can speak to the speak to the uh, university students, things like that. Uh, Leif uh, Gregerson joining me this afternoon. Uh, Leif lives with schizoaffective disorder and anxiety. It's a, a rare form of illness that combines the elements of schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and anxiety. Um, Leif, one of your latest articles that's in Alberta Views, you can find it at albertaviews.ca, it's titled it's no longer a mental hospital from patient to poetry teacher at alberta hospital and i thought that the article was brilliant talking about uh really a mind shift and and how someone's words helped you with one of your times in hospital can you tell us about that well um i was in the hospital and i was in not a very nice part of alberta hospital it was a place called 9b south uh you know just thick the walls were thick with smoke stains there was nothing to do but watch tv everything was dirty uh if you if you caused any sort of uh, difficulties you could be put in isolation and given an injection and so i wasn't in a very happy mood and i was kind of just sitting watching tv and I had this uh, sort of buddy on, in the hospital, and he asked me if I'd like to draw. And and I have never shown any ability in drawing, but he says, here, try drawing this. And so I, I sort of started to do it just for something to do. 
and uh, it actually started engaging me and I saw how you know how creativity and art and things can can be very therapeutic and just out of nowhere he said uh, you see now we're no longer in a mental hospital mm. and um, I realized that you know I had I had sort of transported out of the bad mood I was in and the, the bad state and I had uh, I found something meaningful and and that's probably one of the big reasons why I keep on going back to Alberta Hospital to teach creative writing. Tell us about that because you use those words that were once said to you you use them when you're teaching your creative writing now and and they're yeah. having an impact aren't they? Um, I can see I can see people having impacts. Um, I, I establish friendships with with my students, and um, you know, it, one of the big impacts um, was uh, kind of people people were sort of thinking that they were just going and learning something they weren't going to use, and they didn't really apply to anything. And then so one day uh, I had everybody get together, and we all contributed a couple of lines to a poem. Huh. And I took the poem home, and I printed. Print, typed it out and everything, and I sent it off to a magazine called Transition, uh, which is uh, the Saskatchewan Canadian Mental Health Association's magazine, and they were very pleased to get it. And uh, it was called Discharge Day, and I had each person write down a little bit about what they would do uh, when they got out of the hospital. And um, it, it really made a difference with some people, and, and I think, I'm not sure, but I think they're going to send like 25 bucks or something for it, so I want to buy some donuts or some pizza, you nice. know, just to show them that this really, you know, this really can make a difference. Leif, one of your other articles that I was, that I've been reading was talking about the 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 impact of, of loneliness on mental illness, how those two are, are really tied together, and, and the importance of, of having someone who you can talk to, who you can share things with, you can connect with i mean that's where it started when that person said to you your buddy said hey well it's not really a hospital anymore is it you know when we take a look at that um i I think some people might be fearful or not sure how best to be a friend or thinks think that it's that it's different than just being a friend normally is it you know what 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 can people do leaf i sort of uh, like i think just 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 sort of accepting a person into a community, um, encouraging encouraging them and whatever talents they have. Like, I live in Macaulay, and I've got some wonderful neighbors who have uh, not only inspired me to do more photography, but they've hired me for photography mm-hmm. jobs. And um, they, you know, I put something on Facebook, and I get lots of uh, get lots of people telling me they enjoyed it and, and things like that. And then, of course, there's the writing and all that. And um, that's one of the big things but you know for for people who might have other interests you know they maybe they like to listen to music you know um just sort of uh just sort of engaging them and like oh you know any great new albums you got or anything like that um there's an unfortunate thing that happens um i hope i don't take too much of your time explaining it um most of the time when a person gets diagnosed with a mental illness especially if they go to a hospital uh they go through certain stages and they sort of start out uh, with the diagnosis, and then they lose some of their contacts uh, with their friends and stuff because they can't accept it because of stigma. Mm. Um, and then the person is unable to work and unable to maintain the previous lifestyle they had, so they may move to a community with lower rents and uh, completely be cut off from, you know, as, as me, I grew up in St. Albert, and I'm, I'm sort of cut off from St. Albert, although I do have friends there still. But, um, you know, they the person sort of goes to the marginalized community 
And um, it, it's really sad because, you know, they end up isolated and they end up uh, um, in poor mental health, you know. And uh, it's just kind of a process that happens when a person gets diagnosed. And I'd like to see that really changing a lot. Like, I'd like to see more organizations reaching out. Um, something I do with the Schizophrenia Society is I go in for a peer support uh, telephone work. And um, I'm given a list of people, and I just call them up and, and see how they're doing mm-hmm. and ask them how things are going and encourage them in different ways. And uh, uh, I think a lot more of that sort of thing uh, could really go on. You know, even if you live in a building and if there's someone you know who's who's even isolated, not even mentally ill, yeah, bring them, bring them a, a piece of your lasagna one day. Or <laughs> uh, you know that that connection is so important, isn't it, Leaf? Uh, we're out of time, unfortunately, but always appreciate you making time for this show and your very personal insights, uh, Leaf. I look forward to talking to you again soon. If people want to read. Uh, more about uh, your story and some of the articles. I mean, of course, they they show up in the Edmonton Journal quite often. Where can mm-hmm. where can people track your writings down? Well, at, at the moment, the best the best place to get my books themselves uh, would be at the Grant McEwen Student Library Student Bookstore, and um, you can also contact me um, through my website at edmontonwriter.com. Uh, I put a lot of articles lately on Medium. It's a new, okay. it's a new platform, and uh, yeah. Oh, and and if you wanted to read any past articles I wrote, uh, there's always Muckrack. You just go to Muckrack and search Leaf Gregerson, and my articles will pop up there. Thank you for continuing to uh, to share your story with all of us, Leaf. I think it's really making a difference, and I appreciate uh, again uh, you making time for us. Thank you so much. Take care, Jalen. Yeah, talk to you soon. Have a nice weekend. Leif Gregerson joining us uh, this afternoon. Again, edmontonwriter.com, the website.